ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, what we're going to talk about is FOMO. F-O-M-O. No, that's not a new rock band on the South Side. (laughs) FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. If you haven't been under a rock, you've probably heard this term before. Uh, FOMO deals with the uh, desire and anxiety that one may come upon when they feel like they have literally missed out on something, uh, something's taken place in this world or in the universe or whatever the case may be. And you want to be in the know, uh, you want to stay connected and you want to be, you know, on top of being the first to know or being in the conversation when whatever took place goes down. Um, I found this (laughs) I found this to be very interesting and and very intriguing, just to say the least, uh, because I guess it really depends on, you know, how you look at it. I I know that I come from a different perspective because of how I grew up. Case in point, um, when I was growing up, any and everything went down in one particular place, right? And the place where everything went down was a little place that was really a big, big place called outside. (laughs) Everything went on outside. If somebody was playing football, it went on outside. Somebody was playing basketball, hopscotch, whatever the case may be, it was going on outside. If there was a fight, it went on outside. If there was some news going down, if somebody got beat up or somebody got jacked, or somebody's house got broken and everything went on outside. If there was gossip to be told, it was told outside. Um, If you saw people in fly clothes, you saw them outside. Nothing happened in the house. Uh, Of course, that was a different era. You know, this ain't the 80s. (laughs) But but yeah, everything happened outside. So really, uh, even as I reflect back on my childhood, like, the one thing that I guess would tr- trigger FOMO for me and, and something I would miss out is, is if you told me I couldn't go outside. I mean, telling a kid that they couldn't go outside is almost as bad as telling them not to take a breath. <laughs> we had to go outside because, again, everything happened outside. Our friends were outside. Our cousins were outside. Everything happened outside. So you unless you didn't come outside, you didn't, it wasn't really a lot of times where you missed stuff. So you really didn't have a fear on missing out on anything because at some point you'd make it outside. And once you made it outside, everything was cool, you know, because you could be brought to speed on what was going on and who had the new bike and whose cousin was in town and hanging out with us and everything like that. I mean, whatever, whenever, wherever, Everything happened outside. So you didn't fear you really didn't have a fear on missing out on anything. But again, that was me. And that was the 80s. In the 2000s, you know, things a lot different now. 
um, one thing that, you know, I've talked about on this podcast uh, several times is, you know, the Internet was a game changer. It changed everything. And, you know, the Internet in a lot of ways gave you access to almost everything. And so now you don't necessarily with the Internet, you don't necessarily have to come outside. <laughs> you know, outside ain't what it used to be, I guess, uh, you know, because everything you know now probably happens inside. I don't want to say everything, but a lot of things happen inside. A lot of things happen with technology and a lot of things happen with your cell phones and so forth and so on. So, you know, the idea of that I had of the 80s of being outside has you know kind of transformed into being inside. Um, with that being said, again, the Internet gives you access to everything. So, uh, you know, it was a game changer. Um, like I remember when I got on Twitter in got on Twitter, 2000 was 2008. Yeah, 2008 uh, summer 2008. So it's been a while. So, I mean, I got on Twitter uh, really before it was popping. <laughs> And I spoke about this on other podcasts where um, I initially got on Twitter just to keep in touch with the few you know friends that I had in social media on Blogger because we were all bloggers. So it was like 10, 15, 20 of us. And like any and the tweets were so infrequent that every time someone tweeted something, you get a text message. So it was just dope. And it wasn't like you you would fire off 100 tweets a day. But. In a way, it was kind of my way of, you know, not missing out on anything. And so that was 2008. You know, things were a lot different then. So and, and to be honest, everybody wasn't on Twitter. Twitter was, you know, it was <laughs> compared to what it is now. It was a ghost town. Um, but that was a dope time. And so I think what happens is, is that you get used to being in the know and you get used to, you know, getting things in real time. Uh, you know, there was a time where news would happen or current events would happen and you'd have to wait <laughs> and change the channel to CNN and see what they were talking about to see what it was. Not now. You know, you can go to Twitter or, or any social medium pretty much and find out if you do a search, run a search and you can find out what happened. If I just go to Twitter and I type in earthquake, Whoever mentioned the word earthquake or if there was an earthquake that happened in Malaysia, I would get the news on that immediately. Wouldn't have to wait for CNN to go through their commercial breaks to find out what happened. So over a period of time, I guess we all, you know, to no fault of their own, everybody gets used to, um, you know, getting their information and everything, you know, pretty readily at the click of a button at their fingertips. So you really don't miss out on a lot of stuff. And then I think over a period of time, people just got really dependent upon getting everything right then and there. You know, no waiting, no debating, no delay, no nothing right there at the click of a button. Um, and I think as people got more popular and as these social mediums got even more popular, um, people got to a point where they really didn't want to feel like they missed out on anything that someone said. You know, for example, I have a Twitter account. So if you follow me on Twitter and let's say it's a Saturday and, you know, let's say, I don't know, it's nine o'clock Saturday evening and you want to know what 
12 Kyle had to say for that particular day. You just go to my timeline and just check my tweets. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, you know, <laughs> groundbreaking. I'm not Obama, but you could do that and still keep in touch and still, you know, feel like you didn't miss out on anything that happened. If I posted a picture of me and my family, if I was talking about hip hop, you could join that conversation, even if you weren't there in real time to participate. So you don't miss out. But what happens is over a period of time, we get so used to that or we've gotten so used to it that, you know, it really has, you know, quietly become an epidemic. And people, a lot of people don't even know it because you just really feel like you've missed out. So you get somewhat attached (laughs) to your cell phone to your computer to your laptop to your tablet whatever the case may be and you want to be in the know you want to be in the discussion and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that but there's something wrong with that (laughs) i mean you can't it can't be something to the point where you're overdoing it i mean like you really haven't missed out on anything um case in point uh one of the things that always is mind-boggling to me is you know when people talk about certain things and I'll, i'll use uh tv shows music and movies as an example And they speak with it with such high reverence, particularly the things that they like. And I get it. I I do the same thing. Um, But they talk sound. I don't want to say all, but a lot of people talk as if like if you didn't see it, like it's just the worst thing in the world. Like, nah, I mean, like, again, here's an example. Like at the time of this recording, one of the most popular TV shows is uh, Game of Thrones on HBO. Um, I have HBO. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Actually, no, I take that back. I saw about 20 minutes of Game of Thrones uh, a couple of years ago. I just happened to be flipping the channels and I fell on HBO and it was on. And um, I saw about 20 minutes of it. Now, I will admit the 20 minutes that I saw was very intriguing. I didn't know what was going on, but it was very intriguing. And it was I saw enough to make me think, hmm, this looks pretty good. But I think at the time it was like season six or season seven, something like that. I mean, and of course, you know, there's a huge always anytime there's, um, you know, something popular on TV or movies or music, you know, social media, there's going to be uh, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, there's going to be a lot of conversations about that particular thing. So at the time, I mean, it was huge conversations about at this time, actually, it's huge conversations about games, Game of Thrones, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, at the time of this recording, it is coming to an end. Uh, this season is the last season. Again, I saw 20 minutes of it. The 20 minutes that I saw was pretty good. But if it's been, I don't know, nine, 10 seasons of Game of Thrones, am I going back just so I can be in a discussion? No. However. There are a lot of people who will, you know, who have and will stop what they're doing and they'll binge watch 
eight seasons of Game of Thrones just so they could be up for the final season and be amongst the discussion. Me, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I'm just not. Like, I have other things to do. I have better shit to do with my time. And that's just me. Again, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Again, it may be one of the best shows. I haven't, I'll put it like this. I haven't heard a lot of people that I know who I respect uh, talk negatively about it. Everybody has talked about that series with glowing remarks. So, and people who I love and trust. So, if they say it's dope, hey, I take the word for it. Um, I'm not going to watch an episode. And I'm okay. And I, I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, stop my life to catch up <laughs> and watch like 25 episodes back to back just so I can be in a part of the conversation. I'm not doing that. Um, and I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. I may have missed a tremendous episode, but I mean, hey, it's plenty. I could run down a list of plenty of stuff that I haven't seen that that you probably have seen that is pretty dope. You know, but. Some things we miss, some things we don't. I don't have a fear about missing out, and there's no level of anxiety about it. Um, oh, another one. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the time of this recording, a uh, couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago, uh, the movie uh, Avengers Endgame came out. And um, I saw it the second week that it came out. I didn't see it the first week. And... Um, I wanted to see it the first week, but I just didn't get a chance to. And, you know, I think the theater that I wanted to go to, they had available seating. Um, you know, I think the movie, that movie started at 11. Well, it's a three hour movie, so I'm not going to the movies at 11 o'clock for a three hour movie because not that I'm saying that I would fall asleep, but I don't want to tempt myself. Um, nonetheless, uh, somebody hit me up on Twitter and they were like, Yo, you haven't seen it yet? I was like, nah, I haven't. And they were like, what are you waiting on? <laughs> and my first response was about to be like, yo, I have a fucking life. <laughs> I mean, I have a job. I have a wife. I have kids. Uh, no, I, I don't. I'm The days of me uh, camping out at the theater <laughs> Which I've never done, but the days of me camping out at the theater like some bum, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit. That's not me. It's not my style. That's not my steez. That's not how I kick it. However, if that's if you're on that tip, that's cool with it. Whatever works for you. Um, but that was my thought. I didn't tweet back my thought, but I'm like, <laughs> I have a life. Uh but I calmly and correctly just kind of explained to them like I'll get to it when I get to it. And that's the way that I operate. Like, I, I don't necessarily have to. And because I saw it the second week, um, I had to do what I had to do to avoid, you know, spoilers because people were talking about the movie left and right on social media, um, which I don't particularly care for. But, you know, again, that's where we are, because when people have a fear of missing out where FOMO is present, you have those who feel like they have to tell everything. Why? I don't know. Maybe they didn't come outside back in the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just explained to them like, look, I, I have a life. I mean, like, I'll get to it. You know, it's I, I'm not I'm not the worst person in the world because I didn't see it opening week. <laughs> but um, 
there's no fear there. There's no level of anxiety there. But for some people, like they had to see it. And I'm not knocking anybody that saw it the first week because I thought it was an incredible movie. Um, and I plan to see it again. Uh, and when I you know, finally did take the social media to talk about my experience, I just said, hey, I saw it. I thought it was phenomenal. I didn't say, oh, this happened in the movie because I'm because, again, I don't know who's following me or who may see my tweet or my page. And they haven't seen it yet. That's very possible. Even a week later, I mean, and I think like first week, the movie sold, I mean, like it had like a billion dollars in sales. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw it the first week. I just wasn't one of them. And, um, you know, I've gone, I don't want to say months. I've gone weeks without seeing movies like the first, I usually try to go to movies the first week that it's out because I like to go to the movies. But if I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I've missed anything. Right. So. And I see that a lot. You know, people a lot of times on social media will almost kind of talk down and talk condescending to folks about not seeing something or being in the discussion. Trust me, I was just fine. <laughs> I was just fine not being in the Game of Thrones discussion and not being in the end game discussion. Now, I did enjoy, you know, having conversations with people once I did see it. But I tried to make sure even those conversations were private, not on public forums where, again, someone could see it where you know, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, and this happens also with music, music, not so much because you can't necessarily spoil music. But uh, a lot of times when music comes out, you know, there's younger people. I, I can definitely I could definitely differentiate this time. Younger people tend to be like, oh, man, this is you got to hear it. You, you got to I've heard it 20 times and the album came out eight, eight hours ago. No, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, generally speaking, you know, like for me and particularly Twitter, if somebody's album comes out and it's somebody album that I really want to hear, like, let's say, I don't know, let's say Kendrick Lamar. I love Kendrick, right? Um, if Kendrick's album comes out on Friday, I probably won't listen until Saturday and I'm probably not going to, you know, because what happens is people hear, people will hear the album and they know that. I'm a fan of Kendrick's, so they're going to tweet me. Hey, what do you think about the album? Haven't heard it yet. Oh, man, what are you waiting on? I'll get to it. <laughs> I mean, and I've talked about this on other podcasts. Um, I came up in an era where you had to almost you almost had to get the album the first day that it came out. The reason being is because there was a situation of supply and demand. So if the new Jay-Z album comes out on Tuesday, if you don't get it on Tuesday and they sell out, mm, there may not be more copies to come at least for another week. And you didn't want to be the one without Jay-Z's album. So in a sense, I guess it was a fear back then of missing out. But now there's no such thing as running out of music. There's no such thing as going to the record store. You know, for the few record stores that still exist and asking for the new Jay-Z album and it's not out yet or they've they've sold out. That's not going to happen. You can get it on your phone, you can stream it, you can download it, you can do whatever. Everybody has access. So, you know, one of the things about having great access is that at least for me, there's no rush. Yeah. Back in the day, there would definitely been a rush to 
go get the latest album from Jay-Z or Biggie or Snoop or whomever, Nas, Erica Badu, Mary J. Blige, anybody. That definitely would have been a rush to get the album because, no, I didn't want it to be sold out and I didn't want to be the one to have to wait to get it. But that's how it was. But now, you know, to me, there's no rush and it's decreased, at least for me, the fear of missing out because I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. If the new Kendrick album comes out on Friday and I don't listen until the following Friday, I haven't missed out on anything. The album, I still got it. <laughs> I guess maybe I miss out on all of the discussion about how great it is. But, you know, even you have to take that with a grain of salt because, you know, if you let some people tell you, you know, they'll tell you everybody drops a classic album every Friday. It's not the case. The word classic is way over abused. I wish I had time to talk about that, but I'll discuss that in another podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's even led to this phenomenon. Uh, you know, one thing that I see on Facebook where and it happens to me from time to time where people will post stuff and tag you on stuff. Trust me, if we're Facebook friends outside of my family, you don't need to tag me. You really don't, because unless the post actually is dealing with me or something that I have direct uh, information about, then, yeah, tag me on it. But other than that, no need to tag me. And here's why, because. I'll probably see it at some point, the way Facebook's algorithms is crazy and as jacked up as they are. I'll see it at some point. Same for Instagram. I'll see it at some point. I did. I would love for Instagram just to get everything in chronological order, but they they seem to be hell bent on not doing that. But nah, you don't have to tag me. If it's something dealing with me or if it's something that you want me to see. Mm, yeah, you still don't have to tag me. I was, I was going to say tag, then tag me. No, you don't have because eventually I'll see it. And I don't necessarily have any, again, fear of missing out on anything. I'm not. And I think that's part of the issue with FOMO is that it makes people think that they're really keeping up with what's going on. In reality, you're really not. You're really not. You're really not keeping up. Um, because if you logged out of your social media profiles if you have facebook if you have twitter if you have instagram pinterest if you log out of all of that right now right and you stay logged out of it and you don't check it for a week truthfully be honest how much do you think you would have missed probably not as much as you think you do yeah, you might miss a Facebook birthday here or there. Um, you might miss the fact that, you know, cousin Tina posted uh, little Ray Ray's <laughs> kindergarten graduation pictures on Wednesday. But other than that, you really won't miss a lot. And again, with the way Facebook's algorithms are set up. As soon as you log in, all of those pictures from that graduation that you thought that you thought that you missed, you'll see them. <laughs> you'll see them. Trust me. 
Um, and you know what's what's even worse, and I think that kind of adds to the FOMO is uh, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter now have these little things where they'll send you a reminder. Hey, we haven't heard from you in a while. Post something. <laughs> I'm like, really? That makes no sense to me. I don't need you, Facebook, and I don't need you, Twitter, to remind me that I haven't posted something for those who are actually interested in whatever it is that I have to post. But I'm not missing out on anything. And you're not missing out on anything if you log out of your account for a day or two. I do it. I don't miss much. Um... I think you might miss some news, but to be honest, we can get the news anywhere. We can we tend to get it more on our social media, but I mean, how hard is it to go to CNN.com? Really? (laughs) How hard is it to turn on NBC Nightly News? It's not hard at all. So you could get the news. But again, we have as a people and as humans have kind of pushed ourselves into this realm where we fear missing out on even the most mundane of things because quite a few people wake up routinely and they scroll through Facebook, they scroll scroll through Instagram, they scroll through Twitter as they're drinking their morning coffee or as they are on their way to work or as they are logging into their computer at work and I get it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not guilty of all three. However, any and everything that we do probably should be in some form of moderation. Just for your own mental sanity. Because what happens is, is that you start seeing things. And if I go to Instagram and I see that my boy Jay Fresh is off in Hawaii with a beautiful girl and he's taking these beautiful pictures of, you know, the sunset and the ocean and everything. Deep down, I should be happy for Jay Fresh. I would be. That's my dude. Everybody's not the same. (laughs) A lot of people see that stuff and, you know, while they may not be jealous, there's a certain level of anxiety or damn, I wish that was me, comes out. My thing is, I think, and I've always said this, like, if there's any success for my friends, I'm going to be happy. I'm happy for them because those are my friends or my family. I'm happy for them. I don't necessarily, because I can't eat what they eat. I can't spend the money that they spend and, and vice versa. So, you know, I think... What this does is FOMO, it leads to a lot of things. I think one of the first things people should do is, you know, admit that you do have a problem because if you have FOMO, you have a problem. And particularly for those who suffer from any levels of forms of anxiety or depression, FOMO only enhances it because it reassures you or reassesses your thoughts and beliefs. 
And I think one thing that I probably and I and I never give advice on this podcast, but one of the things that I could I would lend as far as uh, something to say. The only bit of advice I could give you is to turn it off. Turn everything off, close out of the applications, log out of the accounts, turn it off. Turn off the chatter, turn off the notifications, turn off everything. Take some of your life back, if you will. And I think that will be the step in the right direction. It's not the end all, the cure, FOMO, but at the end of the day, you really realize that you're not missing out on a lot. And I mean, if all else fails, you can do what we used to do back in the 80s. Go outside. (laughs) That's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.